what's cooking up in the kitchen? Am I smelling that soul food? Oh yes, it is soul food. The spiritual food for your spiritual nourishment. And you know what? This food will never expire. Never expire? I need this food every day. You are listening to these spiritual-based podcasts. There are many podcasts, but this one here is to satisfy your soul, to feed your spiritual hunger. Are you hungry for God? Don't let your soul be hungry. No matter where you are, whatever you are doing now, at work, home, or on the go, you can still listen here and right now the uh, Soul Food Podcast. Don't let ever your soul to go hungry. It's time for some Soul Food. And Satan knows he cannot touch God's anointed. When a person is anointed by the Holy Spirit, it is like your body is full of fire. You become a flame of fire. Jesus, the Son of God, received the Holy Spirit. For what? To show us the example. If Jesus being the Son of God Most High, needed the Holy Spirit, imagine me and you. People, no one can control his tongue without the Holy Spirit. Many times you said to yourself, I'm not going to speak like this ever again. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to gossip. But then you found yourself doing the same, saying the same thing again and again. When you are anointed by the Holy Spirit, He controls your tongue. Of course, we are still human. And the Bible says that the tongue is just the smallest organ in our body, in our mouth, but can put the whole forest, the whole jungle in fire. Just one word. What to do to control my tongue? To control my eyes, because we see many things. We hear many things. We feel many things. How can I control this evil flesh? As my ears fight against my spirit, the Holy Spirit. Only when you are anointed, you are able to control your emotions, your mind, your tongue, your ears, you are able to let go, to forgive, to forget. There are times that God doesn't stop the strong winds, but holds your feet firmly to the rock. There are times He doesn't calm the storm, but climbs into your boat so that it doesn't sink. There are times He allows your burdens to grow heavier, but strengthens your arms. Further down the road, He will show you that what you went through today was necessary to make you stronger for the days ahead. There is no victory without a fight and no reward without effort. 
Later on, you will realize that God was caring for you every step of the way. And because of that, you have always overcome. God is the size of your faith. You are now listening to Soul Food Podcast with Bishop Joshua. We'll be right back. Don't miss part two of Aaron's overcoming story. Tell me about once you started to see these rappers and their lifestyle, how that kind of pulled you into that as well. I can remember um, one of my homies saying, like, bro, you hear these rappers from Baltimore, bro? They rapping. You hear them? Because we was really big into, like, truth, even if it was, like, even if you was living a lie. Our own truth, I would say, if that makes sense. If you was on a microphone and you was lying about your life, you would get called out on it. You was bluffing. That's what pretty much we're saying, Baltimore, man. Homie bluffing. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't really about that. And um, I remember um, I would actually, I was actually um, listening to some music on the radio one day, and the dude was just lying. And my homie was like, bro, won't you do this? And I'm like, man, I ain't no rapper, homie. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, street, I'm a street dude. I'm a street dude. That's what I did. I, mean, I, I get to I ain't, I ain't no rapper. Let them do this. My homie, my bro, my, my homie was like, bro. I seen you freestyle. You was just, I seen you play around with it, bro. Your hooks be hard. And I was like, man, I know, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So then one day I just like, man, let's go to the studio, bro. Like, and I started getting on the microphone and I started talking about what I was doing. And people knew it was real in the city. And they was like, yo, live, man, you speaking to me. You preaching to me. You preaching to me. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And I was like, oh, man, I got something. I was like, I got something that's going to kind of make me take me out the streets. That's going to kind of like, you know what I mean? That's going to make, you know, get us out the streets. And I talked to my homie Mitch. I'm like, bro, let's start taking this a little bit more serious. And um, he was like, yeah, I think you need to start. So I started, you know, putting out projects. I put out a project and did my my whole hood went crazy. And I think, you know, um, my music really started exposing, you know, a lot of the fake stuff that was going on on the Baltimore scene. It got really crazy because um, I became this drug dealer in the streets who had beef, who was robbing, going crazy, all wild stuff, like getting like ridiculously. Now I'm starting to rap, and now social media is a thing that you got to do being a rapper. And now I'm I'm rapping, and I'm in the studio with nothing but killers. Because at this time, now I'm rapping. It's more rappers who coming up under me because I'm expiring rappers, and you know they coming from different places. So everybody now 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 fake rappers is out of there. All real drug dealers is rappers now. So I'm in the studio with some of the biggest rappers in Baltimore at this time, and I'm one of them as well. And um, I don't know if I can say anybody's name, but one of the homies, his name Lord Scooter, he's from Baltimore. At this time, he is so hot, and his music is jumping so crazy. 
um, and me and him do a track together, that track is blowing up. Um, I, I'm on a song with dudes like YG Tech from Baltimore, and he's the biggest rapper in Baltimore right now. I actually just prayed for him recently, and he put it in the song, As a Man of God and everything. I'm in the studio with all these killers, and I can just, I'm like, man, something ain't right. I'm like, man, I don't know, yo. I'm like, yo, something ain't right. And I go right in the studio, because I never wrote music. I just, you know, just straight express what's on my heart. And I and I wrote a song, You Wanna Gamble? Better roll a seven. That's a Mac 11. F your revenue. Amen. And I was like, yo, where'd that come from? And I was like, chop but sing real loud like a choir. Now you want to be saved? Ask that people come pray for you? Chop but sing real loud like a choir. And I was like, yo. But later on, I was like, you know, I kind of like realized that I was, I needed deliverance. Like it was crazy. But in that atmosphere, it was nothing but killers. I mean, when I say in Baltimore, like when I say I was around it, you know how somebody could say, I'm, a, I'm the dude in New York. I'm around the people in New York. I was around the people in Baltimore. I was a part of that thing. You know what I'm saying? When you hear Baltimore, you can say that. So tell me, Aaron, about when Jesus began to tug on your heart. What did that look like for you? I remember I was in the studio making music, get back in the studio. I'm about to drop Neighborhood Superstar. About to drop this project, the whole street's waiting for it. So I'm in the studio on social media real time. I leave the studio. I had At this time, I had a convertible Lexus drop top. And I'm, I put my, my producer, I'm taking him home. So I'm driving down the street. I had the hard top up and I'm just driving down the street, you know, man, I'm just listening to beats. And I'm about to drop him off. I pull up to his house. And when I pull up to his house, shots just ring out. Pop, 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 pop. 10 shots go through my Lexus. And it's a convertible. It's no bigger than this little area that I'm in like right here. And I'm like, the first thing I said is, God, don't let me die like this. I threw my homeboy head down and I jumped on top of him because I did not, I could not allow him to die. And I threw his head down and I laid on top of him and the shots just kept ringing. And next thing you know, I, um, I woke up um, in the hospital in handcuffs, shot. And I remember me saying, God, don't let me die like this. But when I woke up in the hospital shot and I was alive, I was like, yeah. I was the realest drug dealer in Baltimore City. I really lived this life all the way to the fullest. And I got shot and lived. I'm really about to turn up with this music. They really about to see what's up with me. And whoever did this going to die. But I'm handcuffed to a bed. And I'm like, I got wants and I don't even know nothing about. So they locked me up. And, you know, I had to get released in the hospital on my own recon. Pretty much they just got to take the handcuffs off me. And the police officer was like, I could not leave you, man. I don't know what it is about you, man, but I could not leave you, man. I was like, man, you ain't getting no test. You ain't getting nothing out of me, man. So you might as well just dip. And he was like, man, but I, I said, but I like you, though, bro. But, you know, you might as well roll out. All my homeboys coming there, talking. And then my dad actually walked into this. And I was like, bro, if you don't get up out of here, you see these killers around me? You see these real dudes around me? I said, and I, I raised them. And I was like, you ain't nothing, man. Get up out of here. I'm just sitting in the hospital. I felt like, you know, felt I had to breathe. My lungs collapsed. I seen a person who got shot in the same exact spot I got shot in. Couldn't walk no more. And I was like, I seen all this stuff in the hospital. I was just in there. And I remember this, this amazing lady. I went back to try to find her. It was a nurse. And she cleaned me up and she was sing over me. And she was like, baby, you mind if I pray for you? I was like, go ahead. <laughs> I need it. Like, pray for me. And she saw, so she started cleaning me. She was like, do you know how much Jesus love you? I said, I know you love me. I know you love me. I'm like, she was like, baby, he love you. He got a purpose for your life. I said, thank you so much. I mean, I mean so much to me. Like, 
and she prayed for me. Can you know if I pray for you? She prayed for me. And I remember crying like, man, that was so good. And next thing you know, I get out of the hospital with staples in my stomach all the way up to the top of my stomach because they had to cut me open to get the bullet out. I um, went home, and I remember my father-in-law, who was a Jehovah's Witness, picked me up. Went home without no medication. Ain't realized that I was drugged up the whole time. I was crying on the floor, just in so much pain. Ended up finally getting my medication. Started healing up. Started getting better. Went right back outside. Staples in my stomach. Got a rental car right back to trapping. Drop neighborhood superstar. I was becoming one of the hottest rappers in Baltimore City at this time. Every hot rapper to this day that's really hot in my city right now was on this project. And I'm like in really about to turn up. My homeboy signed the future. My homeboy uh, signed the future at this time. So we got so many things working for us where it's throwing my music really in position, like, you know what I mean, to go. So I'm like, yeah, you know, same old thing. I'm back in the streets trying to figure out who killed me on, you know what I mean, making diss tracks about whoever was did it. I get to running, get to running crazy back in the streets, real crazy again, still robbing, still, you know, acting crazy, still cheating, still doing everything I was doing. And then we in a club one night. I'm with my homies, and we, you know, same old thing, whole lot of money spent. And we got these CHM free band gang chains on. And I like, man, like, you know, for some reason I'm in DC, I'm like, bro, I don't belong here. And one of my homies like, what you mean? Like, I'm like, bro, he like, bro, look at this club, look what we doing. I'm like, bro, you got like $200,000 worth of jewelry on. Here, just take this chain to, add this to the collection. I'm about to go home, man. I'm ready to get out of here. I don't feel like I belong here. And, you know, I ain't drink nothing that night or nothing. He was like, all right, bro, like, love you, man. I'm like, all right, love you. I'm driving home. And I'm like, man, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> what's going on with me? And I, I finally, um, I get to my house. And I um, go in the house and my wife come out. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. She's like, it's the same old thing. 5 o'clock in the morning. You coming in here this time of morning and, and you acting like like, no, like, like like you can do whatever you want. I want out of this marriage. I'm like, girl, you ain't going to never find nobody slick as me. Like, because I'm talking crazy. You ain't never going to find nothing like me in your life. Prideful, so arrogant. Like, And I sat on the couch. And I remember, like, I never felt love like this in my life. I felt this overwhelming peace overwhelming love, overwhelming sensation just start coming over me. And I just did not know what, I was like, yo, what is going on? I just started crying. I'm like, yo, what is going on with me? Ain't nobody around me. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on around? What is going on with me? I'm like, look on, as soon as I open my phone, I open my phone as a pastor on my phone. And he started talking about the love of God. And I was like, this is what I'm feeling right now. At the moment right now, I was like, yo, I just started crying. Just started crying, just started crying. I ain't had no, I'm like, I need a Bible. I, I got a Bible, but the only Bible I had in my house was a Jehovah Witness Bible. Because <laughs> my wife was a Jehovah Witness. So I was like, ah. And I was just like, you know, I just started, I just had the earphones on walking around the house. So a day go past, I'm still in the Word. Two, three days go past, I'm still in the Word. My wife thought I was just trying to get good time in because I was, you know, thought I was out at like five o'clock in the morning again. She thought I was just trying to make her feel good, but I was actually having an encounter with Jesus. I remember just cleaning the house all the time and just still got my earphones on. So she came home, it was like five days later and I'm still in the house every single day. I'm starting to pray. I, I, I'm starting to like really read. I'm, I'm like, why do I understand the Bible now? I got a Bible. Why do I understand the Bible now? Why, why am I just comparing Jesus to my life? And I'm like, Yo, what is going on with me? And I'm just like, and instantly out of nowhere, my wife noticed that I wasn't cussing no more. And she noticed why I'm in there. She's like, why are you in the house? I didn't know how to tell her, but she's like, why you ain't cussing no more? Every time I come home, it's clean. I'm like, and what's going on with you? I'm like, uh -huh. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm just like, you know, I'm a better person. Like, 
Stay connected here on Soul Food Podcast for the rest of Aaron's story. Enjoy our jam-packed music from the Youth Power Group USA, available on all streamings. Share with your friends and family today to feed their souls. Silence. I know a real G moves beside me. Keep on the right path, new alignment. Tap on the right keys, new assignment. Aim for the top spot, yeah we climbing. Aim for the top spot, yeah we climbing. Look, big faith energy when I step through. Just know I was born for this. I'm not religious, right? If it's preached, right? You gon' know who the father is. To every sunrise, there's a sunset. That's him just reminding us. I heard you on demon time. <laughs> Keep that confidence, cause I got God with me. If you don't know, you gon' know right after this. Cause I got God with me. If you don't know, you gon' know right after this. We can do it one on one. We can do it one on three. I got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all rolling with me. Demons try to take me out. Well, I guess we gon' see. You have to run into him, run into him, run into him for you run into me. One on one. We can do it one on three. I got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all rolling with me. Demons try to take me out. Well, I guess we gon' see. You have to run into him, run into him, run into him for you run into me like fresh in the faith like knowing he is the way like moving the tape like running the place like fresh in the faith like knowing he is the way like moving the tape like running the place like power with a general in a god's army them off the star tower with a general in a god's army Devil in a coffin. Take me out as you want to like beat on a track and crucial like artists. Rock down every wooden image and idol dance that coffin. This are not true. Yeah. No China, Tommy, Martin. Them off his start tower with a general. In a God's army. Them off his start tower with a general. In a God's army. <laughs> we can do it one on one. We can do it one on three. Son and Holy Spirit all rolling with me. Demons try to take me out. Well, I guess we gon' see. You gon' have to run into him, run into him, run into him for you run into me. One on one. We gon' do it one on three. I got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all rolling with me. At this time, I'm just like, man, I'm so in love. I'm in the house. And then one day, it's like one day she come out the house, come out, come out the bedroom, and she see me drenched in tears 4.30 in the morning. And she was like, what is going on with you? And she really knew that it was real. She knew that I really had an encounter with Jesus, but she was like, I don't care what your encounter was like. Like, you won't change me. And I was like, I, I'm not trying to change you, but all I can tell you is, like, I know Jesus. And what happened was, I would just shut down everything. I, I never, I couldn't go back outside no more. I would start taking walks with the Lord. I would start, you know, believing I could walk on water. I was, I was like, you said I could do this. And and I became this overwhelming love bomb to the point where as though my wife was the good person in our relationship to the point where as though when she would come home now, everything about her life was exposed because I was the light. And being this evil, dark person all the time, being this wicked person, I became the light. No more rap music. Threw all my CDs out, all the pouring out. Everything that was in that house that was wicked, everything out. And now, you know, uh, 
she wanted to like try to like have a conversation and like a natural conversation and I didn't know how to have one. Everything was God, 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 God. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And it's like, oh, barely, you know, it was like no time in. And she like, you extreme. You was an extreme drug dealer. Now you an extreme Jesus freak. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, love. And she was like, oh my goodness, you just too much. And um, I would spend so much quality time with Jesus that I was just like, I thought I was the only Christian because I never seen nobody who was like me before. And I never seen, cause I, I knew my own life. I knew that I didn't cuss no more and lie no more, steal no more. All I wanted was the best for everybody. All I wanted to see people to experience what I was experiencing. I knew this about myself and I never seen this life in no one else. And um, I would pray and God would instantly answer all of my prayers and pray here, instantly answer prayer. Then I was like, well, Jesus, how am I? You know, what I'm gonna do for money? Like, uh, you know what I mean? I was a drug dealer. I ain't got no, I don't got no experience no, with no work. And he put on my heart to start this painting business because I used to, you know, paint with my uncle when I was little. And I actually, you know, learned how to do it in some trade school one time. And um, I started a painting business right in my living room. And then he just blessed that, instantly blessed that. And I was able to, like, you know, make finances through that. So it was just like overwhelming. And I would see things in my life walking out before I would even read it in the Bible. It's just like me being with somebody every day, I'm picking up their ways because we around each other. I was with Jesus so much that I would later on read something in the scripture that I was already doing because I was just so deep in communion with him. And I would see it all the time. And I was like, oh my God, I need somebody to talk to. I ain't had nobody. It was just me and Jesus all the time. And I instantly ran into one of my homies who actually one time, me and him, I, I felt like I wanted to kill him. I did want to take him out. And um, I seen him in a barbershop, and I was like, yo, he was talking to the barber man about Jesus. I was like, yo, he having this encounter too. He going through this too. So I was like, I, I got to talk to him. So I talked to him, and I remember me and him talking, and we, we became, he was the first person I fellowship with. We became really close, and when I couldn't talk to him, I would go crazy because I needed somebody to talk to about this revelation I was getting, all this experiences I was having. I would let, cause my wife, she wasn't trying to hear nothing. She was just like, don't talk to me about that. Don't talk to me about that stuff. It was overwhelming to her. And I remember um, um, he was like, I, I ended up talking to my homie when I, whenever he could talk to me. He's like, man, you need to go to this church, man. I was like, bro, check this out. We ain't going to no churches. They not real, they not like us. I think we the only ones. He was like, bro, just go to the church, bro. I was like, man, and I, and I asked the Lord, the Lord was like, go to the church. I went to the church and the pastor was super transparent. He was real. The Lord accelerated me so fast in the church I'm, and, my, and I would instantly start crying because I realized there were so many people who was actually going to church and didn't know Jesus. And I was, I would just instantly start crying. Like I would, I would have intense intercessing moments, like crying out for these people. I was like, man, he, and, and the Lord was like, this is why I have you here. And um, he started a men's group and um, and I've never seen no men barely had their hands up worshiping. And I was alone with Jesus. So I took my intimate time with Jesus to the church. I'm this drug dealer. I was like, yo, I cannot believe I can know you. I cannot believe I'm experiencing you. And they, these dudes looking at me like, so when I connected with the men, I was like, bro, I need every last one of y'all the same authority that I had in the streets. I looked at them. I was like, bro, I need every last one of y'all at the front of the altar with y'all hands up. And then instantly the pastor seen something different that he never seen in the church before. We had Muslims coming to our, 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 our Monday night meetings. So many different people started coming from different places. Just And from there, it just started getting more and more crazy and intense. It just got crazy and intense. Tomorrow, we will share the final part of Aaron's story of how his life changed by faith. 
Don't miss it and make sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening in. That's all the soul food we have to share today. Stay tuned to the next episode on soul food and keep your notifications on. Share each episode with your friends and family to feed their souls. Give the food that lasts forever. <laughs>